1: Welcome back in third and final hour of the program here on Wednesday morning. And it's bright, it's sunny, it's just a little chilly out there. Maybe you've turned on the heat, maybe you haven't, but uh, I at least wore a jacket this morning. So there's that, I guess, you know, less weight on me now. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to be as warm as I was on these chilly days. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
2: Good morning, Tim. Gilly Sapiel. Good
1: Morning, Gilly. How are you?
2: You're talking about bathrooms and places and how dirty they are. Sure. Well, okay, let me run something by you, and this is a true story. Down at Trip Towers, where I moved in in 2019, the handicapped bathrooms were shut down on the first floor by the elevators. Handicapped, 219. They were shut down because somebody threw shit on the walls
1: okay hey, you gotta you gotta watch it gilly
2: okay no i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it but since two so 2014 they were shut down i started complaining when i got there and that's why i got evicted they just finished those bathrooms maybe the beginning of the, this year a couple of months ago because the building department got involved but they shut them down for the handicapped people in 2014, they hadn't had them open. You know what I mean? That's a handicapped place. And there was a group of people that went down to the Bonavista where they, they were there to see the commissioners. And they had a list of 100 signatures and, the num- and with 27 complaints. And the number one thing was there was May 29, 2014. They, went. they were told to get out of there in a roundabout way. I they gave me those papers. I started complaining. That's why I got evicted. They threw those they closed the bathrooms and they have people how can they do that when they get taxpayers' money to take care of that place? That's all I want to tell you about. The dirtiness of trip towels. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you for the call. Five oh eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, you're on the air.
3: Hi. Um, I'm not going to down that gentleman that was on the phone just now. But I'm. Um, there was a call in yesterday, and I'm the young lady that he called the police on for music. And I've been living in Towers for 12 years. And he called the police on me, but they told him that I can play my music anytime I want. And another thing, him, he's an irritant. Because Barry Richards wants people to call in. Well, he likes to drop names. Well, my name is Karen Santos. I have brought him to court for harassment. He had bullies everybody. I've been living in Trip Towers 12 years. He's only been living there one year. Where's the problem? And as far as him saying, coming into back into the building and uh, going to help everybody, he downs Trip Towers. But his girlfriend lives there. We had a meeting, and it was only for the residents no one else and what it was it was for us to talk about this city because the councilman were there he come walking in with his girlfriend of course nobody likes him so we all yelled that he's not supposed to be here how can a man 71 years old want to get arrested and go to jail answer me that question
1: i I, I don't know but i don't, I don't want to go down a path yeah, i don't want
3: to go that road yeah. either but i just want to call clear me don't you lie on me because i'm the one you called cops on so, Tim, you have a wonderful day, and i you, I'll you as well. you time.
1: Thank you. Have Bye-bye. A one. And uh, 508-996-0500, yeah, we just get, it gets to the point where it gets to be the personal beef between two people, and, well, some of the audience likes to hear that, you know, this isn't the, the place for that. Uh, 508-996-0500, though, if you want to chime into the conversation, or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app, or you can send us open line voicemails. The topic of conversation that, that kind of brought us around to this was this hearing that they had yesterday on Beacon Hill, raise up Massachusetts, who are no strangers to WBSM. We've had them on. We've talked about them uh, over the course of the last decade or so in their work, actually more than that. I think it goes back to 2011 when they first started trying to get the minimum wage raised up. And uh, they've been successful in getting these increases to the minimum wage, but now they're looking to have it go from $15 an hour to $20 an hour. And as part of the conversation of revamping minimum wage is should we pay everybody minimum wage? So even those workers who traditionally get tips in their roles, should we now give them... $15 Fifteen dollars an hour, or eventually twenty, if it gets raised to that. But should we give them the same amount of minimum wage that everybody else is getting, rather than this this service wage of six seventy five? And there are those who say, yes, absolutely, they should be guaranteed to make at least a minimum wage. But the problem is, they are guaranteed to make at least a minimum wage by law. If they don't clear minimum wage once you add their tips into their base pay. The establishment they work for is supposed to make up that difference. I don't know how often that happens, but how often does it need to happen? Because I think on on average, and, and this was a statement that was made by one of the opponents of this, very few. Well, they said that you know, tipped workers are usually the highest paid people in a, in an establishment, and that they don't they don't have a problem hitting minimum wage; they go well beyond it. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How you doing? i
4: uh, I did hear a, a, a comment earlier in regards to, like, doing the donations. You know how they always ask for tips and donations or whatever mm-hmm. on when, when you swipe your card. We have to remember, when you donate through that uh, establishment, they're claiming that on their tax. They're, they're actually donating on behalf of you, so they get all the tax credits, all the, the uh, tax advantages, not you, when you donate. It's better for you to just actually go out and donate it straight to them versus uh, via the restaurant or the, or the store. So you got to remember, they're going to take that money, that dollar that you gave them, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to donate on your behalf, so say it's $10,000 that they're going to donate, they're going to be able to actually deduct that from their own tax bill, not you. I never, never donate via uh, another store, and I don't put the, you know, the donation in a jar. If I'm going to donate to, like, say, whatever the Red Cross, or I, I give directly to that uh, to, to that organization, I don't, I don't give it through a, a third party because they get all the tax advantages from it. Ridiculous. But right? In regards to like the tipping, um. I like I said yesterday I, I tip my tradesmen that come in here I, I tip based on service I don't tip based on on how much they get per hour because obviously if I tip my plumber, we all know that they're getting fifty to hundred bucks an hour, but I tip on top of it just because uh, you know they deserve an extra little bit for going out of their way and and doing something for me and you know the the raise the minimum wage i didn't i, I I thought that they were going a different route. I thought they were going to go and go through the legislature versus a ballot initiative.
1: Well, so this was, I guess, a hearing to try to see if they can get the legislature on their side. Right. So I think that this was kind of like step one in that process.
4: So they're they're skipping the ballot procedure, which is odd because they've been successful in that. Well, I think they still
1: plan on going through the ballot procedure, but I think this is trying to see if they they can circumvent that if they can.
4: Circumvent the, uh, the, yeah, that's just, I don't know. Like, if they're trying to do that and if they've been significantly successful, unless they're getting polling results that show that, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of done with that initiative in this, in this state, unless they're getting, you know, hearing that on the ground and they're trying to circumvent that, they know that they may lose and they try and get the legislature to, to kind of do that on their own. I don't know. I just find it odd, you know, that they're, I don't know they're sorry, like i said circumventing the the people, yeah, I what mean, do you think like why why would they in your opinion, why would they actually try to do a different route that's been that's been
1: working i I don't know, maybe they feel like they can set something up in a way that it would be um regular more regular you know so like if you got legislators that are on your side for this then then they they become the watchdogs for this rather than this organization having to keep getting a ballot question on every time they want to see a a raise to minimum wage
4: well i mean i don't know it it just seems we we should honestly we should actually put the the minimum wage to cola right so we should always raise minimum wage and tack that onto the inflation rate so every year the the base rate for the federal reserve it say let's say it's like a two percent inflation rate on average your minimum wage you go up two percent every year to keep up with the cost of living it, it, it's it's almost common sense i mean the for, for all intents and purposes social security goes up every year two percent like this year is going up three percent last year it went up i think 8% or something like that. So in reality, we should tack on uh, your minimum wage, tack that onto to your COLA.
1: Yeah, I mean, or, I, I would think that would make more sense, yeah.
4: Yeah, and then you don't have to have that ballot initiative anymore, right? The, the biggest problem with, with minimum wage right now is that it never kept up with inflation. If it kept up with inflation, you'd be, you wouldn't be having this $15 minimum wage, the $20 minimum wage uh, activists out there. It'd be... Minimum wage is minimum wage. It's been going up every year, and it, and, it, and it is based on inflation. You know, and if there's ever an instance uh, where inflation, where it's actually a deflationary year, you can actually say, "All right, no minimum wage increase this year because it's, it's actually deflation. We actually reduced the cost of goods in this country, in, uh, in this country, and that's only happened like I think in two thousand eight. It like inflation was only 02 percent." And that's a you know, that was the Great Recession. So even then we still had inflation. But you wouldn't have these you wouldn't have these ballot initiatives whatsoever if you just tacked it inflation to the you know, to the minimum wage. No. But back to my original point, um, tipping. I have absolutely zero problem tipping somebody who makes fifteen dollars an hour if they're a waitress. Just because I, I I tip based on service, not on, you know, I don't, I don't ask them, hey, how much do you make an hour? Oh, all right, now, now I'm, guilt-tripped that I, I'm guilt-tripped into giving you a tip. No. Nah. Like I said, I, I, I tip my plumber, I tip my electrician. You know, if you do a good job for me, just like, just as you were saying, uh, the, a, a shuttle driver. Now, if, you, if you're at TF Green, keep this in mind, Tim. If you're at TF Green, those shuttle drivers are teamsters. They're union so those dudes are making like 25 35 dollars an hour and you're tipping them on top of that
1: yeah I mean I don't mind so giving him a buck do... if he's if he's putting my big heavy suitcase in there for me that that to me that's that's not a big deal
4: right exactly but but what I'm saying is they're already getting thirty dollars an hour plus a pension they're a teamster why wouldn't you do the same thing for a waitress I if think they're getting paid fifteen dollars an hour
1: I don't know I I I, I... And they're carrying your if I But if I gave a waitress a dollar, I'd, I'd get screamed at as I tried to leave the the restaurant. So, well, I mean, I'm not giving I'm not giving him twenty percent of uh, you know whatever it cost me to park in the parking lot. I'm giving him a buck. Yeah, but I think
4: it's the principle behind it. That's my that's my point. They're only serving you for literally five minutes. Where y'all going to be at a restaurant for like thirty minutes, forty five minutes? And they're going to serve you multiple times. Come, to, come in. Check on your table. Bring your, they they bring your original appetizer. Then they bring your meal. Then they bring your dessert if you haven't dessert. Then they bring multiple times they'll bring you drinks. So they serve you significantly more.
1: What, than, and and what uh, are they what are they doing when they're not serving me?
4: What do you mean? What are they? They're serving other people.
1: Right. They're always busy but, uh, but, but, and, what I'm saying, but in, that's the what their job is. is. that's what they' it's no, not like it's not like they're taking time out of what they're normally doing to come over and assist me with something
4: Correct. No, I, I get that. But that I understand that that's their job, but you're tipping them, and they're coming to help you multiple times during your stay, which is about thirty minutes, thirty minutes to forty five minutes, right? So they're gonna come and check on you at least twice, if not three times. And they're gonna bring you your food that you ordered significantly more you know uh, you know what you know you know what makes
1: it fair then give me the option of just getting up and getting it myself then you
4: just
1: want everybody to be a buffet i'm i'm (laughs) saying if 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 you're gonna get paid minimum wage and you want tips well then i should have the option of getting it myself and not having to not having Mm -hmm. to tip you i'm just gonna hold i'm just gonna hold you there because i got a bunch of other calls but thank you so much you have a good day Uh, callers, hang on. We will, uh, get to you. I just want to get this, uh, break out of the way and then we'll continue on with your calls. This whole hour is just going to be your phone calls, So keep them coming. We'll be back in just a few moments. Welcome back in. Let's jump right back into the phone calls. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM.
5: Morning, Tim. Morning. Um, I used to be a waitress for years when I was younger and, um, and at those days, the the tips were like a quarter was really good, (laughs) you know, not like now, but, um, I don't think that they should get. Um, they shouldn't get minimum plus tips. I mean, they they really shouldn't. Yeah, just, they, they rake it in now. They really do.
1: I, I I know very few people that would do that job if they weren't making at least minimum wage yeah. as a result of it.
5: Yeah, yeah, I know. It. And um, now I don't know if they still do it at other restaurants. I know Friendly's used to do this. Um, I don't know people that work there. Um, they used to split their tips. So. I don't know if they still they still do
1: that. You know. I don't know. So they would every all the servers would pull their tips together and then divide it evenly.
5: Yeah. Oh, you didn't know
1: that. I didn't know that they did that there. No, but I know places that have done yeah. that. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. That's not fair because a lot of people don't pull their weight, and then they, at the end of the day, you know, they got to split them all. But.
1: That's I why I like it. that plan that some restaurants are doing now where they make it a, a service charge that they put on the bill, and then they're they're the ones that are handling putting it all together and dividing it so that everybody's paying the same percentage no matter what so nobody you know it, it, my friend who does it says that it creates a more collaborative atmosphere where everybody's willing to help everybody you know they'll pick something right. up for somebody else or you know they'll right. they'll refill somebody's drink for for another table and all that kind of stuff yeah you
5: can even tip the uh the guys that clean off the tables and all that stuff, a lot, a lot of times they never did that in, uh, when I was working there.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: But, uh, you know, <laughs> they used to steal them off the table, Look, I was, that I was when I was a kid when I was working there, but um, not me. I was, I was a waitress, but the, the busboys. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, I don't agree with them getting both. Why should they? I mean... And I, I know they don't all claim their tips. They don't They don't claim
1: all their tips. I know they don't. Right, yeah. I'd, I'd be surprised if... I mean, I'm sure there's there's a few who are probably, you know, nervous about the IRS that probably keep meticulous records and claim every dollar. But for the most part, you know, a lot of that's not getting claimed. And you I know. think... I actually think there was a... I don't know if it's still the case, but I thought that there was only a percentage that they had to claim. They didn't have to claim 100% for a while. Maybe that's changed. I don't
5: know, but I know when I when I was... It was in the eighties, uh, I guess, seventies, eighties. Anyway, uh, this one girl that was working in this in the restaurant, she was a troublemaker, and um, my father was like the manager of the store, but he was also had to be. She was, she was mouthing off at him about, we should get a raise and this and that and blah 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 and 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 he says uh, and so she took him to the labor board. So he said, okay, what we're gonna do now is have. you, I wasn't gonna do this, he said, but now what we're gonna do now is you have to claim all your tips. So that's... That, they were all pretty mad
1: at her. The girls that not work there, but anyway. All right. Well, thank you anyway, for the call. Have a good day. You bye as bye. well. Callers, hang on. We will get to you, uh, but we are going to be going into the newsroom, so we'll take your calls after the news. Before we go in there, though, I just want to remind you that coming up on Sunday, the Patriots are visiting the Dallas Cowboys, and this is going to be your Sunday afternoon game this week. It's going to be a late game. Um, so kickoff here on WBSM is at four twenty five. Pre game is at one thirty, and the New England Patriots on WBSM are brought to you by our fine sponsors: Shooting Supply, Primacare, and D and J Enterprises. So not only can you hear you know the Monday night games and the Thursday night games and the Patriots games, you know we've got all your great NFL action this Sunday. We're also going to have the international game for you at nine a.m. as well. So you'll be able to hear some football early in the morning and then come on back later in the afternoon for the Patriots. Again, pregame is at 1.30, and kickoff on WBSM is at 4.25. As the Patriots take on the Cowboys, Zeke Elliott gets a chance to go up against his old team. He uh, had a good performance there, especially toward the end of the game on Sunday, so let's see uh, what kind of motivation he has up against the Cowboys. All right, well, again, 508-996-0500. We will take more of your calls coming up in just a few moments, but right now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Republican presidential candidates are set to face off on the
7: debate stage tonight in California. Seven hopefuls will participate in the second GOP debate, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former Vice President Mike Pence, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. The event hosted by Fox News will once again be without former President Trump, the party's frontrunner, who will instead meet – hold an event at a non-union manufacturer's shop at, in Michigan. Former governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, who took part in the first debate in Milwaukee last month, did not make the cut. A judge is ruling that Donald Trump and his company are liable for fraud in a lawsuit brought by the New York Attorney General's office. Brian Shook reports.
8: The judge in his ruling found Trump made false and misleading valuations for his real estate assets over the years to secure loans and insurance deals. The ruling came in response to a request by New York Attorney General Letitia James seeking judgment on claims in her civil lawsuit against Trump, which is scheduled to go to trial Monday. James is seeking $250 million in fines and sanctions that would limit the Trump organization from doing business in New York. I'm Brian Shook.
7: New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez is set to appear in Manhattan court today on federal bribery and corruption charges.
1: More for Mark Mayfield. He'll be arraigned along with his wife Nadine and three co-defendants. The Democrat was indicted last week after being accused of accepting cash, gold bars, and gifts in exchange for using his influence to help businessmen and the government of Egypt.
0: Despite calls from a growing number of Democrats, including fellow New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, to step down,
7: Menendez has refused to resign and insists that he's innocent.
1: I'm Mark Mayfield.
7: Canada's House Speaker is resigning after he praised a Ukrainian veteran who fought for the Nazis in World War II. Anthony Rota commended 98-year-old Yaroslav Hunka as a war hero who fought for Ukrainian independence against Russian aggressors then and continues to support the troops today. Human rights and Jewish organizations noted that Hunka fought for Nazi SS military units. And Taylor Swift's upcoming Eras Tour documentary is getting a global release. The film was originally set to only debut in America, but on Taylor Swift on Tuesday, Swift revealed that it will open globally on the same day, october thirteenth. In sports, the Boston Red Sox suffer, suffered a nine to seven loss against the Tampa Bay Rays last night. They will play them again today at six ten PM. And the Bruins fell to the Buffalo Sabres last night 4-1. to one. The Bruins will play the Philadelphia Flyers on Friday. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast.
3: Wednesday has sunshine, all day long in fact, and it will bring temperatures to top out near 67. For tonight, mostly clear. It is going to be chilly though as lows drop in the mid-40s. And for Thursday, another mostly sunny day with a high near 68. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM.
7: Right now it is 51 degrees here in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app.
0: Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's the Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Right here on WBSM. 508-996-0500
1: Let's go right back to the phones Good morning, you are next on WBSM
8: Hey, good morning, Tim How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Uh, When did we allow the government to kind of control our wallets and us being okay with it? When did that
1: become cool? (laughs) I mean, it's kind of always been what they've tried to do, right? Yeah, I mean, but like, you know we're talking about legislature, right? Making
8: these decisions Like these people don't even control their own budgets, right? They don't even know how to work their own financial issues at, in home. As you can see, like, you know, most of these people stay in government their entire lifetime because it's easy, right? It's easy street. You collect that money. It's good pay, good benefits, all that. They don't, you know, it's one of those things you get elected and then you just ride it out. So, I just find it funny that these are the people that are always trying to make up the rules like the financial stuff and control our wallets and pocketbooks, yet they don't even do it for themselves. They don't understand what the struggle is out here. You know what I mean? Like, their facts are not our reality. And that's that's the crazy part that I always look at it. Like, you know, in terms of um, also donating, I don't donate to anyone except St. Jude and kids on the Street. Like that are like, you know, Boy Scouts, people that are cheering camps and all that. Why don't I do that? Because all of this money, and you could look it up, doesn't go to the organization that you're donating to. For example, like I think it was March of Dimes. Out of every dollar you donate, they get 14 cents. The rest goes to administration fees, quote unquote, administration fees, right? You know where it goes. It goes into somebody's pocket. And that's why I don't donate to places like that. And it's crazy that, like, you know, this is what goes on across the board if people really want to research it. And, again, going back to my original thing, I just find it funny that these people who live lavish lives, never had, well, most of them, don't know what struggle is, continue to try to control our pocketbooks. It's, cra- it's the craziest thing.
1: I mean, I think that what you are seeing though are the people who are like actively involved in what goes on in their lives and people who are just passively taking it
8: yeah and and that's a problem. I think that's where we really have to look, you know um I don't know it's always it's that like manipulation, it's that power and control thing, and it's you know it gets sickening, especially like. You know, I just encountered a situation the other day, like, and we see it across the board. Like, the facts say that the city of New Bedford is safer, right? But that's not people's reality in this city. Like, the other day, I almost encountered a situation with my kids where, you know, I'm a licensed gun owner. Unfortunately, it could have turned into a bad situation where, you know, my livelihood is affected because I'm trying to protect my kids. But people won't look at it like that. People will look at, you know... The fact that i had to use my firearm you know in a liberal state and that's sad to say you know and and i see it across the board people trying to control our lives that don't live our reality it's it's insane it's getting out of control it's been out of control but now it's like really ridiculous
1: all right well thank you for the call Yep, you got it have have a good good day. day and uh let's squeeze in some more here good morning you're next on wbsm
0: hey good morning
1: it's on your mind.
6: Well, the, the color this year is going to be 3% or maybe a little bit higher if the economy continues. So put 3% on a $15 minimum wage and you got $15 and 95 cents. I agree with the previous caller. Um, that's the way to go. That's, that is exactly the way to go. Whether you're doing business at a bank or whatever your minimum wage worker, these are your numbers. You know what you're all about. And, uh, again, I think it's brilliant. Attach it to COLA. I'd like to do that with uh, some food prices, but you can't some food. But, uh, uh, yeah, well, don't you agree that uh, the minimum wage should be something that is like a living law, like with the Constitution as a living document? I think when you're at the bottom of the bottom, you should uh, have some life, life breathed into that wage, based
1: on the cost of living uh, uh, but but at the same time i also want them to you know not just accept inflation as being you know well it's just going to keep going up and up and up i want costs and and other things to come down as well and I, if you just keep raising the minimum wage then there's no incentive to want to be bringing down the inflation and you'll just have ever increasing inflation instead and then it becomes you know a, a constant struggle to try to stay equal to that
6: i i see it i see it as the way of uh of uh, uh, amending bad government from year to year. Uh, if, if it doesn't go up, if the cost of living doesn't go up, that means that your uh, your elected officials have done their job, they, uh, uh, if they're holding that line. But they don't hold that line. you got to live in a world. Well, they just said you got to live in a reality world. Well, let's live in a reality world and uh, keep that wage moving because the re- the, uh, this would be the trickle-up theory because when they get their coal that realigns the wages what I'm worth in another job, in another hourly wage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It puts the heat on. It's an aggressive. It, it calls on politicians to do the due diligence. And actually, when they get their pensions, perks, and golden parachutes, and Cadillac health plans, and free trips, and all kinds of staff workers in the name of volunteerism, public service, that we're getting something. And went along with their ride, and it's called uh, treading water. Financially, yeah. I honestly believe that it holds uh, the the uh, the feet to the fire, and if you put coal on for the minimum wage, because it's constant it affects everything. Probably even avoid a UAW strike in the long run, and uh, stuff like that. But uh, we'll see. But uh, anyway, thanks for hearing me out. All.
1: all right, thanks for the call, and uh, let's squeeze in one more before we got to take a break. Good morning, you're next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. Nope. Once, twice. All right, that was easy. All right, well, we're going to take a break here. When we come back to the other side, we can talk more with you at 508-996-0500. You know, we're talking about getting the job done and getting the job done right and making sure that you get what you pay for. And those are things you don't have to worry about when it comes to hiring Precision Window and Kitchen because they always get the job done right, whether it's replacing your windows, whether it's even replacing just a pane of glass in your windows or, or fixing your screens because you want to be able to let some of that nice fall air in. It doesn't matter. Whatever the job is, they're going to get it done right. Replacing your doors, replacing your roof, replacing your kitchen, replacing your bathroom. They're going to do the job right. And uh, they've been doing it for almost 30 years. And we know what's funny. When you walk into their showroom and you see all of these beautiful displays that they have of all the things that they can offer you. And you look at that and you say, well, but. How does it get to that point? Like, how does that translate from this little sample that you're showing me in the showroom to what's going to be in my house? They can take you in the back and they can show you exactly what it'll look like because they're back there building it all. They do it all right here in New Bedford. They don't have to worry about getting all kinds of stuff to come in and waiting for all kinds of stuff to come in because they've already got it here. They've got it here behind the showroom and they've got even another facility they use to make sure that they have it all on hand so they can get the job done quickly, efficiently and get it done right. So why don't you stop by and talk to them at 1111 of Cushion Avenue and give them an idea of what it is you're looking to do and they can give you some ideas or go online to precisionwindowandkitchen.com and fill out all the information there and they will come to your home and give you a free estimate. And when they give you that free estimate, You're going to hear that number and you're going to say, wow, I should have done this a lot sooner. That's the beauty of working with Precision Window and Kitchen because... They're the people that all the other guys go to to get the stuff. You're kind of eliminating that middleman, and you're able to get the best prices. So check them out online again, precisionwindowandkitchen.com, or stop by and visit them, 1111 at Cushion Avenue in New Bedford. We're going to take a break and be back in a few moments. All right, welcome back in. We are taking your phone calls at 508-996-0500. Let's get right back into them. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
0: Oh, hey, morning. I had did. Tuned in late, so I'm not sure. You talked about uh, Trump losing his business license yesterday. and I,
1: I have not talked about that. No, I'm, I'm keeping it local.
0: Oh, okay. Good. Well, uh, to keep it local, uh, it would make sense that Massachusetts would want to yank his business license, too. Uh, I'm wondering if he's going to try to um, shift his money uh, from here or there. And, uh, you know, f- uh, capital flight is a real problem.
1: Does he, you know, is he licensed in Massachusetts?
0: I would bet he does. Uh, you know he's got uh, golf courses all over the country. He's got. I, I would bet. I, I don't know if you've ever heard uh, his grand or not his granddaughter, his niece, uh, Mary Trump. Uh, mm-hmm. She gave an interview right after. Uh, 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 you know, it, 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 she describes how right after her grandfather died, and that would have been Trump's dad. Uh, that a pack of lawyers came and took her, put her in a limousine and drove her around town. And there were 900 properties in New York city alone. So um, when you start looking at, uh, you know, the vast number of, of deeds that he owns, uh, the idea that, uh, you know, what's to say he doesn't have some in every one of the 50 States. And, um, But again, you know, if this guy is organized crime, then he better have uh, uh, all of the other forty-nine states yanking his business license too, because he's just going to start, you know, using them as as the next cash cow.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. I'll see if uh, we can find out if he does have some already. Thank you for the call. Sure. Sure. And uh, let's go to this call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
9: Yeah. Good morning. Uh, regarding high wages, uh, you're going to see more and more automation. Uh, just look at uh, Amazon. Uh, they're, they have more robots and less uh, warehouse uh, workers. Then you have the automakers, and with all the strike and uh, the unions and high wages, uh, the assembly lines are becoming more and more automated, robots, AI, and just McDonald's. I mean, you go into McDonald's now, you can order at the kiosk. You don't have to talk to anybody. And uh, McDonald's is—they're uh, uh, working in technology to uh, more automation in the making of your food. And Walmart, Walmart's getting away from uh, cashiers; and it's more more self-checkout. Uh, that's the way they're looking to fight off uh, high wage costs uh, to pass on to the consumer.
1: You know, I hear that argument all the time. But have you been over to Walmart? And actually seen the self-checkout area? They still got about eight people standing over in that area.
9: Well, the one in uh, Dartmouth, I only see two cashiers. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but they redid uh, some of the configuration of uh, the floor plan. Uh, They put uh, way more self-checkouts, and now there's only two cashiers.
1: Right, but there's still people standing around helping, assisting people with those self-checkouts.
9: Well, you got one person to look at, what, 20 or 30 uh, self-checkout stations instead of, you know, 20 people working at... uh, I don't
1: don't see it to be that low, at least over here in Fairhaven, it's it's certainly not that low. I think the difference here isn't that they're... I don't think it's that they're trying to take away jobs from people with these self-checkouts. I think they're trying to keep people away from the money. I think they're trying to make the money transactions directly between the consumer and the machine.
9: Well, that could be part of it, but I think it's also to minimize uh, wage costs. So, uh, I mean, it's a catch-22 when you have your... uh, your
1: Oh, still there?
9: As a a business owner, to pay more and more money, uh, you know, that's going to cause other uh, companies to to, to, uh, make some drastic changes, and that's uh, technology.
1: All right. Well, thank you for the call. Have a good day. And uh, let's take our final break of the morning and we'll be right back. Welcome back in. Only a few minutes remaining. But, you know, the other day, yesterday, I went out and I got myself a nice new leather power recliner. Well, new to me, it's used. That's why I was able to get it because it was used and it was cheap. But I got it and I sat down in it and I said, wow, I feel like a king. And this is my throne, which is easy to be king of the house when I'm the only person in the house. But I was thinking to myself, you know what? I'm going to get myself a nice dinner tonight to have and sit in my recliner and eat because I sit in my recliner and eat. I think I'm going to go over to the butcher shop and I think I'm going to get one of their delicious steaks. I want the tomahawk, but I don't want to go that far tonight. So I think I'll probably stop by. Maybe get some of that Terrace Major or maybe get one of their nice sirloin steaks and I will grill that up and I will have that and sit down in my chair and eat it. A meal fit for a king and a chair fit for a king, right? But you don't have to have a fancy chair. You don't even have to be a king or a queen. You can just head on over to the butcher shop and get some of their great deals. They have some of the best food around because they take pride in the quality that they put out to all of their customers. And as Eric always tells you, you know it's not just about what they have for the meats, the butchered meats that they do, the chicken, the chicken wings, the celebrity pork chops, the seafood, the fish, the lobster, all of that. It's not just about that. It's also about the pre-made foods that they make for you where you can go and stop in and get some delicious lunch every day. All kinds of different stuff that they make. Or maybe you want an easy dinner stop on in, get something that they've already made for you. Or maybe you want to have something that you do make yourself, but you don't have time to really get involved in all of that. Eric will prep it for you. He'll marinate the meats. He'll get it all ready for you. So all you have to do is get home and cook it up. It's that easy when you're dealing with the great food at the butcher shop. And if they have, if they don't have something that you're looking for, just ask Eric. He'll get it for you. That's the way they like to operate there. They care about taking care of you. It's a family-owned business that treats their customers as part of that family. So stop on by The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford, and you are sure to find something delicious there. And if you don't find something there that you want to eat, go on down to the basement. With all that beer and wine choices they have, you'll definitely find something that you want to drink. So again, check out The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. That's going to do it for me for today. Stay tuned. Chris and Marcus are coming up next with South Coast Now. It's Wednesday. It'll be midweek.